Hello, my name is Leonard Puckerton, and I hope I'll get your vote on election day. I believe that I am well qualified, and I'm not afraid to face up to the job at hand. And I feel that if I am elected, I will make you proud. On election day, vote Leonard Puckerton, sewer commissioner. <laughs> smell that? It's the smell of victory. 8-4 Puckerton for the sewer. Stinky Muldoon, chairman. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love time. Well, once again, we have to open with the sad passing of another person in the music world. This time it is, uh, well, didn't happen yesterday. It's Cole Porter. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're a little late on that. Yeah, I know. Break, I should breaking, breaking news. Since our podcast began in 1962, you think I would have made caught up on this but he uh died in 1964 two years after our podcast began yes and did so many wrote so many great american standards such as these and uh, I thought I, I better bring him up. So I think that's a good idea because go. this is this is nice music. We need some nice things right now. Yes, we do. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, before uh, we get fully into this uh, remarkably brilliant podcast, yes, uh, I wanted to play you this excerpt from a TV show uh, that I remember because I'm a lot older than most people. Uh, it was called The Millionaire, and it always began something like this. My name is Michael Anthony. Until his death, I was executive secretary to one of the world's richest men, John Beresford Tipton. He had what was perhaps the strangest hobby in the world, and one of the few fortunes large enough to indulge it. He pursued this hobby, which was nothing less than every now and then giving away to a total stranger the sum of one million dollars. And in a similar sort of way, that's how I feel, uh, because I'm about to produce a new podcast that is, uh, is, is part, it has to do with the TV show that I was associated with in Seattle called Almost Live. This is very exciting. I'm, I cannot wait for this. I feel like I am Michael Anthony. Yeah. Who uh, who was years served as the uh, servant, or the uh, uh, you know the the handmaiden to a remarkable group of people, and so the idea of this show is called Almost Live. We're not quite settled on the name yet. Almost I, Live I, remembers, Almost Live revisited, something like that. I like the Almost Live not dead yet. I liked that. Oh, that's good. Then we'll let's go. I, we'll go with that. 
I, I, I just like that. Okay, then that's what that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> no, you don't have to call it that. No, I, I like just... it. I like it. Okay. Because frankly, um, you know, we might be compared in in a Northwest sort of thing to yeah. uh, Saturday Night Live. Right. And right. A lot of those people have checked out. So mm-hmm. remarkably, everybody that I can think of that was ever associated with the show uh, in uh, Almost Live is still around. Which and is, has agreed to do the podcast, yes. which is so wonderful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to interview uh, each prominent member of the cast and, and uh, the writing staff. John Keister... Even Ross Schaefer, you know, we're going to go back mm-hmm. to the beginnings of the show. Right. Tracy Conway, Nancy Guppy, Joe Guppy, her husband, Steve Wilson, uh, Bill Nye is going to be on it. And, I love uh, it. Uh, Joel McHale and uh, Bill Stainton, who is the producer of the show. And I hope, uh, oh, Ed Wyatt is going to be on it. Yes. Ed, Ed lives in Australia now. He's going to be on the thing. Wow. He, That's so cool. He emailed me and he said, you are seven hours ahead of us in the United States, but we are one day ahead of you. And and when he said that, it made my hair hurt. And I thought, how am I going to think, how am I going to figure out when we're going to do our Zoom call with you? But mm-hmm. we'll work it out somehow. But uh, I'm very excited. And I wanted to mention that this podcast coming up, and I'll tell you more about it. I'm going to try to get the word out widely. And I just thought this kind of thing, this little show that became a big deal somehow um, is is a kind of a perfect retrospective during this COVID time. I think yeah, Pe- people I think might that's a great idea. they have time to listen to it, and I frankly uh, am lucky enough to be able to catch up with these people like Nye and Joel McHale. They're not doing anything right now, so it's perfect. I, I know. So I can and get you're gonna have. You're going to have one person per episode, not the yep. whole group together. Yeah, no, I think it's brilliant. No, the the it's whole a- group together would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> some people, some people, yeah. as you know, just want to talk and talk and talk, and nobody else gets to get a word in edgewise. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. I know those people. You, do you know people like that? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. Well, I, I believe it or not, I'm one of those people that would never get a word in edgewise, and I know it's hard to believe uh <laughs> in the in context of this podcast but yeah there's other uh, there's four anyway i believe it, I, i'm not yeah, denigrating yeah. anybody but i just think no, it's better it'll be fun we just it'll talk to one person one episode per time uh and that'll be the idea of it and uh, we'll get it going pretty soon i love that so is it going to be a limited series or yeah. ongoing no no okay. it'll limit it once okay you know it's, i love it let's say there's 12 interviews that that'll be and the we'll, end that'll be the end of it yeah, we'll post we'll post links on our uh, peculiarpodcast.com website. Oh, that, that'd we'll also, be nice. Yeah, we'll throw it on Facebook as well and kind of get the word out because there's a lot of people who um, are big fans of Almost Live that aren't really <laughs> fans of Peculiar Podcast. So no, we'll that's see. not possible. No, we'll see what we'll see. We'll I see. will I will accept your premise, but I don't believe that could possibly be true. But we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, good. How's your day going so far? Doing anything fun? Well, yeah, Those are you the, know, it's... Not, I see you just blew right past that. Those are two of the things that people say, uh, like when you're going to get your hair cut, for example. How's your day going so far? Doing anything fun? Look, yeah. A couple of weeks ago during Memorial Day, uh, somebody said, are you doing anything fun today? 
This was Memorial Day. And I said, yeah, I'm going out to the cemetery. They said, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> what? So, yeah, so they throw these these questions out. They don't care about what the answer is. They yeah. just say it. Yeah. Yeah. When people do that, though, I, I'm pretty honest. <clears throat> and I, I will say if I'm having a good day or a bad day. And it sort of takes them by surprise because now they're locked into a conversation with me about all the crap I have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> So do not ask me how yeah. I'm doing. Unless you want to hear the I'm, answer. yeah. Unless you want to hear the answer, because yeah. I got nobody to talk to. Zero people to talk to. True. So we are now so, we're so, now two and a half months in uh, <laughs> of this of this uh, COVID thing. For yeah. me, anyway, I March 14th was the last day I had any human contact. Um, and I wait a minute. You've been talking to me. No, I'm talking about human touch. Oh, this is the oh, okay. this is a really and I brought this up before. This is not an issue for people who have somebody that they are quarantining with. This is an issue for people. There are a lot of us out there who are not quarantining with another human being. Yeah. Um, and it it is a um, it's something people don't think about or realize how uh, devastating it can be to not have anybody touch you or hold your hand or hug you or any of those things that we just sort of take for granted in our daily life. And it is, it's super tough. And I was looking forward to Washington state is we're now rolling out phase two of, of four phases of getting back to normal. And I was slowly integrating, uh, being around people, not touching them, but like my the, I have a gal that would come over a couple times a month to help me clean the house. She came over a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I got a call Wednesday night that her husband tested positive for COVID. So oh my. I called my doctor and I went in for, <clears throat> I have no symptoms, but again, 43%, apparently, 43% of people who have been exposed do not exhibit symptoms. I didn't realize that number was that high. Wow. So I went in for a antibody test on Friday, um, which surprisingly the gal had to touch my arm to take my blood, and it almost brought me to tears because I'm like I I'm like I want to come in every day and get my blood drawn just because I have somebody touching me. <laughs> um, uh, so I won't know anything till next week. But my doctor said you're back to to square one now on two weeks of of isolation, and it just devastated me because I thought, okay, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for, for two and a half months. And, and I was looking forward to seeing my niece's new baby and perhaps having coffee and hugging people. And I'm back to two weeks. Doesn't sound like a long time, but it is when you haven't had any, anybody there to touch you. And, and I, so I told my girlfriend, I said, the day I'm allowed to go back out, I'm going to get a pedicure, I'm going to get my hair done, and I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to have as many people put their hands on me as possible. I'm trying to think of all the things I can schedule to do that. It's 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 amazing. Um, science shows that pe- people do suffer when they don't have any human touch. Yeah. And it is terrible. It's awful. I feel terrible for you, Lise. Um, man, uh, and I'm sure you'll... Well, I don't, how do I know? But I'm sure you'll be fine. I, uh, I I'm sure I assume will too. so. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sure did I will they too. do the thing where they put the thing in your nose, or what did they no, do? No, that is only for. Um, so there's two types of tests. That's the swab test, and that is. And only you had the antibody apparent- test. 
Yeah. Right. That's only yeah. apparently, and I could be wrong on this, apparently if you're showing symptoms, if you don't have any symptoms, the antibody test is what they want to check just to see if your body was fighting it off or or you had it. I don't even know what it means if it is comes back positive or negative. I still don't know. Um, I'll deal with all that next week. So my, and I, yeah, so <laughs> there It's you kind go. of annoying that Yay. you have to wait a week to get uh, the results. I mean, it's, you, well, goodness. I mean, yeah. testing in America, don't even get me started on that, um, has been just so poorly managed and, um, yeah. And, and, and even the, the controls around testing, here's the other thing that's a little difficult to 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 deal with is the fact that the CDC Center for Disease Control Center uh, saying that more than half of those tests are reading false positives and false negatives. So yeah. what do you do with that? Yeah. <laughs> I that, mean, that? What do you do with that? That uh, company called Abbott is uh, is mm. of course being widely lauded by the administration but uh, yeah. they're they're at best 50 50 on, on 50 50 uh, accuracy so, so so i don't know um really what i don't need i mean t i don't know what it's going to mean either way so um all i know is i'm back at you know nobody around for two weeks so wow. and it's funny so just, it's, it's odd because you just had kind of a a random connection with somebody and and mm -hmm. just that that one person in in these last many weeks, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you're having to be tested. Uh, yeah. It just shows you how important um, it is to be socially distancing, uh, wearing masks, and all the rest. Uh, I it it strikes me when I go out, uh, when I, uh, I I mean I've turned my car around because I've forgotten to to yes, bring my I mask keep them with in me. My, I keep them in my my glove box now along yeah. with gloves, yeah. so I have gloves and masks. In and my it, glove box, it's always next to my gun in the in my glove box. And, <laughs> That's uh, a good idea. <laughs> but uh, but it, of course, and, and and there have been all these articles written about how this is running along political lines, and if you know, uh, yes, the Trump Trump supporters or Republicans or whatever, you know, uh, they don't wear masks because they're making a statement. It mm -hmm. just seems moronic to me. Mm. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it to protect other people. And so if you don't right. wear one, then what but is that's just disrespecting other people. If you don't believe it's a problem, though, that's it's not that they are disrespecting people. They don't believe it's a huge problem. Yeah, that's I true. know a lot of people who believe that this is completely overblown. And there were and, and the, the irony is if wearing masks and social distancing works and we flatten the curve, these people are going to go see we had nothing to worry about it's fine he was right it is going to go away yeah you know what i mean they won't attribute the fact that it's been handled and managed because of the extra precautions people are taking i know They'll just say yeah, yeah see, i know it went away well, i told you it would go away we just and i didn't wear a mask the whole time and it went away yeah we just we just have to get used to that's going to be uh, the yeah. the narrative for some people so so correct so be correct. it so there you go and and i know those people in my personal circle yeah and i steer the conversation away every time it comes up i talk about something different i i can't even get into a discussion about it because you're right it seems to me and to you beyond the pale like how how can this not make sense but it just that's yeah i i think a couple of podcasts ago i compared it to 
what do you have to lose by doing it? You know, what, mm -hmm. why, why not wear a mask? I mean, so mm -hmm. what if you, is it just because you think you look like a dork wearing mm -hmm. a mask around? Mm -hmm. That's not a good reason. Um, hey, remember when our glorious leader uh, was talking a lot about the Space Force? The Space Force? Yes. There's a show and out on Netflix now yes, called... Space yes. Force, yeah, and with it's, Steve Carell. It's pretty funny. It's not bad, and I'm I'm I impressed with how fast they got it on the air. Yeah, uh, because it's not a cheap production. The president is creating a new branch in the United States military, Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got that on my uh, watch list. Um, I've just discovered it, and I can't wait to to check it out. How many episodes in are they? Is it just the first episode? There, there's ten episodes available right now. Oh, for, cool. Okay, their, their binge, first binge. season. I don't know if there would be a second season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's terrific. I, I suppose, however, the election turns out, there may or may not be a second season, but it, uh, it it's not bad. But I mostly what impressed me was how prescient they were to think of doing this thing yeah. ba based on uh, our president's idea that we needed a space force. And there, there's plenty of uh, elbow jabs uh, during the <laughs> during the course of this series. I've only seen two episodes. It's not fall down hilarious funny but it's not bad it's okay yeah, yeah. good it's i'm just i'm excited to see that john malkovich is in it and you'll recognize a lot of other actors that are in it it's okay it's it's good. fun i'm uh, still working on uh schitt's creek and i've decided i i got into a series that um i had trouble getting into before but so many people have told me you just got to sit down and just get into it so i did that yesterday and that was downton abbey the king and queen are coming to downton what i want every surface to gleam and sparkle a parade and a dinner I'm going to have to sit down did I tried a couple years ago and I just do you ever have those series you just can't quite get into and then you, you yeah dump them? yeah Downton Abbey is one it. of them I came back to it and I'm in uh only into the third episode they're long episodes they're hour-long episodes but it's actually really good it's really good yeah. So I'm doing that, and then doing Shit's Creek, and then I'll add I'll add this one in too. Um, the uh, show I did uh, with my son and John Keister called The Two O Six uh, a few years ago. We did a, a recurring bit called Renton Abbey, yeah, and right. and, I it, that. and it was people. You know, it's you know obviously a stereotype, but we're kind of a bunch of hicks, but we all <laughs> speak in English accents. I say, sir, <laughs> could you pass me the Mickey's Wide Mouth beer, please? Uh, Very it, funny. It was funny. funny. It was stuff. okay. It was not bad. But I did fetch you the meats you requested. Where? Just there, in the icebox. But these are Vienna sausages. I specifically said little smokies. Sorry again, Uncle. But uh, having said that, I had never actually seen the show Downton Abbey. Uh, yeah, and that's why I avoided the movie version of it because I never I don't know what it's about. So, yeah, it's actually pretty pretty good and pretty soapy and and it's just a great thing to take your mind off of things. I just hmm. I'm finding more and more I'm I'm much happier sticking my head in the sand than I am. Uh, I, and once again, I'm off the news. I dipped into the news briefly last week and wrong time to do it. And I'm back out again. So. Yeah. 
I saw a list. Go. I saw a list recently of movies that you. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember who published it, but among the movies that you should watch, that would be a nice departure from uh, everything else during this COVID time, mm-hmm. is the movie called Confirmation, which is uh, a movie produced, written, and directed by my friend Bob Nelson. Speaking of uh, ah, almost yes. live, and. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is a it's a lovely film. I, I'm surprised it didn't get more attention. What are your sins? I can't think of any. You haven't even dishonored your mom or your dad? I don't see my dad enough to dishonor him. Please keep him out of trouble. Anthony, you okay? I don't know what kind of trouble he can get in in a day. Philistine. It's a Philistine. Religion of dumbasses. <laughs> he just knew that he was the one to do justice to his own script, and he did a mm-hmm. wonderful job. And it's got some great people in it, and uh, you'll love it. It's called. Okay, I haven't seen it. The yet. Confirmation. And it came out a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. Shot yeah. largely in Vancouver, and um, I, I kind of kept in touch with him along the way, and he talked about the uh, trials and tribulations of, of doing something like that. It was it's pretty fascinating, really. Mm-hmm. And he did it, and that's it, really cool. So I'll be talking to him on that Almost Live uh, yeah, that'll be a special lot of fun. podcast, too. That'll be a lot of fun. But largely that podcast, to go back to it a minute, is going to be about Almost Live. It's not going to be trying to catch up with what you know what oh, bill nye's no. space projects I, are and all of that stuff i think people would be interested well, in well, that well, that's part of the fun of people remembering you is finding out what are you doing now oh sure that'll be what that'll be the 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 question of course but but i want to know their memories of the show did do you think like for example uh, uh let's say a um Bill Nye or uh, Joel McHale, do you think that show, would you be where you are now if you had never been on that show? Mm-hmm. And I'd be, I'd like to know the answer to that. I think the answer will be, no, I wouldn't. But maybe, maybe so. I don't know. You dragged me into a couple of episodes of Almost Live, happily, which was fun. One of my favorites was a recurring bit you did called Man on the Street. And you yep. pulled me in on one of those I'll have to see if I can go back and find one of one of those clips. It's where you you ask a bunch of questions, rapid and fire, rapid fire questions, one word answers, yep. and then at the end, <laughs> it's so silly and dumb. <laughs> at the end, you you rack them all together, compile them all together, so it's a random, bizarre. It's a bizarre sentence it makes sense the all the words yeah. together <laughs> I, I was i was pretty proud of that bit i didn't that was really good i didn't steal it, it. i didn't steal it from anybody else it was my own idea and i just yeah. uh, you know i'm a i'm a word nut and i just love the idea of assembling random answers and then forming yeah. a new sentence and once again we are on the street asking people questions what's better than war Peace. You scratch where you... Itch. A ram's girlfriend is called a... You. Can you explain the theory of relativity? Uh... After too many drinks, you start to... Spin. When you get a flu shot, you get... Stuck. Where am I standing right now? There. The song goes in a blank Davida. Gotta. How many of these questions have you understood? Half. So to summarize what she just told us... You. Half. Gotta. Peace. Uh... Spin. Itch. Stop. There. Thank you. 
And then the, the first one you dragged me into, which was super fun, was a video store. You yep. played a video store. I remember for, you in that bit. Yeah. Yes, it was so fun. Um, and the you idea would was, act out. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, the idea was that I was a guy working in a video store. Maybe some people remember when there were video stores. Uh, but it was like a blockbuster store. And people come in and ask me, uh, do, do you have Frankenstein? Do you have the movie Frankenstein? And I go, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yes, it's right over here. And and uh, part of it is that I'm uh, somebody questions me about a movie and they're back in the adult movie section and I'm nude. I said, yes, well, let me show you where this is. But your thing was, Maybe I'm wrong. Do you I re- think I remember you- it. I think it was, didn't I ask you if you had Weekend at Bernie's? Oh, that's it. Yeah. Do you have and Weekend you- at Bernie's and I collapse? <laughs> On I, me. As if dead. You just Into died. your arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I help you? Um, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about this movie, The Vanishing? And you look up and I'm gone. <laughs> and then I show up on the other that side. good. It. You're going to like that. Hey, here's another good one. Seen this? Weekend at Bernie's? No. What, what's that about? <laughs> stupid, stupid. Very, yeah, very. That's right. You you have so, a good yeah. memory. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I remember. It was fun. I I joked that you dragged me into it, but I was always delighted when you said, "Hey, I got a little bit piece for you," and I loved being being a part of that. That was fun. So, that was fun. Fun show. Yeah. It was. Hey, um, I, I don't. This story has nothing to do with anything, but uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. It, and I can't believe there's no stories I haven't told you. But I know almost all your stories. I'm just hoping yeah. that it's one you don't remember. But <laughs> it was my very first... When I first came to Seattle, I was really green, but I was hired as a commercial producer. and uh, For King 5. For King 5 TV. And, yes. uh, and one of my very... So the way it would work, which was a terribly inefficient system, and I thought so from the beginning... Uh, was that you would bring, if you were going to bring somebody into the studio, the director would sit up in a booth, which was far removed and one story up from the studio. So if you wanted to direct somebody, you'd either have to talk through uh, through the headpiece or you'd have to walk back down and say, okay, now here's what I want you to do. When you say this, turn this way, you know, you direct them that way. And then mm-hmm. you go all the way back up to the booth again. And you'd be communicating mostly with the cameraman who's shooting the bit. Mm-hmm. So my first, one of my very first commercials was for an insurance company in Seattle. And, uh, and so I didn't know, you know, what I was doing. But I also didn't know, I, I, need, I knew I needed an on-camera spokesperson to say, when you need insurance, here's the person to call. Called Larry Jenkins at an insurance company, whatever. And so uh, I needed a really credible looking, good spokesperson, handsome, good looking, authoritative. And I didn't, you know, know any talent. So I, I asked somebody, I said, Well, where can I find a, an actor to do this? And they said, Well, you need to call Lola Hollowell. Have you ever heard of her? Mm-mm. Lola Hollowell was, and she's past now but she was a wonderful sweet woman stood about two feet five tiny Mm. tiny woman and uh, she was the go-to person for 
uh, voice and on-camera talent in Seattle at the time. And she had, and, and, and they gave me a book, a book that she had, and you'd look through the book and you'd see female talent, male talent, and then they, they would always list, you know, uh, does uh, Norwegian accent, uh, can play people from 40 to 60, uh, you know, they, sort of general description of what they did. I remember they published a uh, list of voice talent in a magazine in Seattle one time years ago, and I and I was included in, in there, and it <clears throat> and it said typically it would say you know Marvin Jenkins, authoritative actor, deep baritone <laughs> voice, does uh, European accents, uh, uh, whatever. Mine. This is what mine said, and I'm not kidding. Pat Cashman. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Plays dumb guys and old men. <laughs> That's what it said. Dumb guys and old men. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you you do them really good though you that should was be the proud range, of that that was the range of my talent <laughs> t- only one or the other not both at the same no, time not, not at the same time old man look at my life 24 and there's so much more live alone in a paradise that makes me So I look through this book of Lola Hollowells and I find this guy, and I won't say his name, but let's just say his name is uh, Carl Jenkins. And I say, Carl Jenkins, man, he looks good. He looks perfect. And then it says here that he is, you know, he can speak with authority. He has a great deep uh, voice. Uh, he, and I'm looking at his picture here. He looks great. This is the guy. Carl Jenkins. I call Lola Hollowell up and I said, yes, I'd like to hire Carl Jenkins, Lola, for a commercial here at King TV. We're going to do it on Thursday. Can he be here at 11 a.m.? Yes, he certainly can. I'll, I'll make sure he's there. And we need him to wear a suit and tie because he's speaking about an insurance company. Oh, I'll tell him. Okay. So the day comes. It's Thursday. And Carl Jenkins comes in, and I, I I don't really look at him too closely, but yeah, he looks like the guy in the picture. He'll be fine. So we put him up in the studio there, and it, we sit him on a on a stool. He's gonna. It's a very simple commercial, man talking to the camera. There's no special effects. There's no cutaways to B-roll. There, you know, it's just him. And then there'll be a, a, a insurance company logo that comes up at the end of the commercial. And I go, and so I'm, I go down, I talk to him about what we're going to do. And then I go running back up to the booth. And everything he's going to say is on a teleprompter in front of him. So he didn't need to memorize anything. All he has to do is look straight at the camera. So I get up into the booth. And we, be, we begin recording. And I said, and we're rolling. And Q Carl. What did I say his name was? Carl Jenkins? Yeah. Yes, Carl Jenkins. Q Carl. And Carl begins speaking. If you need insurance, 
Here's a name to remember. And then as I'm watching it from the director's booth in the monitor in front of me, to my dismay, if not horror, I realize that Carl has got a lazy eye. First time I ever noticed it. He's got one eye right at the camera, the other eye's looking out into space. Just like Marty Feldman. Yes, it's like that. Why did his his picture in Lola Hollowell's book not not reflect that? And so I say, and so he finishes his script, and I go, "That's great, Carl. Um, we had a little technical problem up here, so we're gonna have to do it again. Hey, could you um, could you shift in your chair a little bit? I want to see more of a profile look of you, not straight on, but a little more profile." And he. So he shifts a little bit, and we do a second take, and now his, now his eyes even looking crazier. I <laughs> thought it would help. It did. So then I then I do a third take. Let's have you shift the other direction, because I'm thinking there's got to be some angle at which that eye locks in, and <laughs> it looks and it just didn't. It just didn't. I'm thinking Lola Hollowell. How can? How, I mean, how can you? He has a great voice and everything, but how can you put him out there as an on-camera talent when it's mm. uh, such a um, noticeable, mm -hmm. and God love him, but it's a noticeable uh, visual impediment. Mm. And so finally I just have to give up and say, uh, Carl, thank you very much. You've been terrific. We'll see you later. And so I ultimately had to hire somebody else, and Carl never and made the error as an insurance company spokesperson. And there's nothing more to that story, except it just shows you when you think you've got everything planned out, there's always something, or often there is something that is gonna come along that you hadn't anticipated. And that's part of learning, that's part of experience in life, as well as in your profession. These eyes Hey, have you heard of the Quarantine 15? <clears throat> have you heard that term? No. Quarantine 15 is kind of uh, like the freshman 15. It's They're saying everybody's gaining weight uh, because oh, of being yeah. in quarantine. How are no. you doing with it? Because it's, it's interesting that... You know, uh, so much, you know, when you hear the, the, the phrase comfort food and everybody at this point is feeling like they need some sort of a short term satisfying solution to their pain right now. Yeah. And so yeah. they, you know, that's uh, the, the natural way to tranquilize yourself is to eat a bag of chips and a thing of ice cream. Right. But you're, uh, you're always very active. You're a jogger and you you burn calories. But are you having any challenges with that? I uh, my standard weight for years has been about 180 pounds, mm -hmm. and I am now at 243 pounds. <laughs> you are not. But I can but I can lose it, you know, right away. Did you gain it in the last two months? <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I didn't even realize. What are you realize. eating, Pat? What exactly I, are you eating? <laughs> uh, I had macaroni and cheese last night. 
and for breakfast. I'm, I'm eating a ton of pie, and that's the truth. We oh, are eating a lot of pie. I know you like your pie. Oh, I love my pie. I like pie. I like cake. No, I'm is doing Patty okay. making homemade pie or just pick up? Uh, no, up no. One yeah, store. we just get pick up one at the store. Yeah. And I, I will come home and there'll be a because pie. Because who has time to make a pie right now? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> who has that kind of time? Who has that kind of time? Uh, but I, I, there'll be a pie. I've come home with what I was supposed to get at the store. And there's also a pie in there. <laughs> and I'll say, I, I, I do not. It. I, I do not that. know how that got in there. I really don't. I think it fell into my cart, uh, or somebody slipped it in. I did not. I do not know where that came from. Mm, pie uh, sounds so good right oh. now. Now, do you do pie warmed up and do either? Do are you a whipped cream pie person, plain pie person, or are you ice cream pie person? I try to be versatile. Uh, <laughs> a whipped cream I think is that's good. Smart. Yeah, and and then I have the uh, arrogance to think well. I'm going to put low-fat yogurt ice cream on here, so that'll mitigate it somehow. Sure, and yeah. drink a Diet Coke while you're eating it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll help. I used to know this huge, huge man that would always be drinking it. Remember Tab? The yes. Diet drink. I don't that even know. That was from like the seventies. Yeah, I don't think they. I, if they still make it, I don't know. But I'll, he'd always have a tab up. in his hand. But I'd look like like from the morning to the evening when I would. He's still drinking a tab. So he's drinking tab all day long. And I think, you're not going to lose weight if you're drinking tab all day long. No kidding. Yeah. So. Um, it, it looks like tab is being discontinued. or Do you know Coca-Cola owns tab? Yes. I guess? Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. So um, I guess, yeah, I guess it was, it was created in 1963, which was right around the time we started the podcast. Um, yep. And uh, Diet RC Cola, Royal Crown Company had it, and then Coca-Cola bought it. Um, but it was the only sugarless soda on the market at the time. Yeah. I, I was never a big soda drinker, but my go-to soda when I wanted one, which was very rarely, was a root beer. Oh, mm. man. I'd be loving me some root beer. Root beer is so Good. And you know what? You know what else? Diet A and W is pretty dang good. Some diet drinks are not good, but that's good. Yeah, that's good. You know what else is good <laughs> as a diet drink? Doctor Pepper was my you, other one. Exactly. Oh. Diet Diet Doctor Pepper tastes really good. Yeah. Uh, diet Coke horrible. Diet Pepsi awful. I don't uh, drink soda, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, when you want that burn from the carbonation, ah. Uh, yeah. Nothing, nothing beats a pop. Mm, yeah, I mm, just, mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well. Not a soda uh, drinker. There's something wrong with you then. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I question whether you're even an American sometimes. Really? If you don't drink pop. Yeah. Huh. I have three I things I drink. Here's what I drink. You already know two of them. You three probably, of them. Three you of probably... them were vodka. <laughs> you you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I drink coffee. Yeah. Okay, wait. With vodka. I, I'm feeling 
mighty lonesome Haven't slept a wink I walk the floor and watch the door And in between I drink Black coffee Love's a hand-me-down brew I drink tea. Uh-huh. Picture me upon your knee with tea for two and two for tea. Just me for you and you for me alone. And what's the third thing you drink? Actually, it's four things. Wine. Uh-huh. And martinis. Now is this in the order? Paint that tight dress on. Make those red lips shine. I wanna see a high heel walk. I wanna see you blow my mind. Moonlight shining like diamonds on your skin, looking like a movie that I wanna be in. Oh, all you gotta do, shake it like a vodka martini. Yeah, I wanna mix it up tonight, girl. You're making sexy look so. Is this in the order of preference or frequency? Oh, heavens no. Wait, preference and or frequency? Yeah, both. I think they're all even. I like them. Well, tea's probably at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Tea's definitely below vodka. Yeah. Yeah, But I don't drink like, I don't drink wine and vodka in the same day. I do have my my boundaries. Uh, uh, Can I ask you? Yes. How's your, uh, you have been on a remarkable weight yes. loss program. I weighed in today and I'm down three more pounds. So almost to 30, almost. Holy crap. Yep. That's fantastic. Yep. 30 my doctor, pounds. My doctor. That's um, the here, size of a small dog. Here's here's what's so interesting about what this does to your your stats. So I went in for my blood work. I'm, I'm, I have a thyroid problem. So I went in for my blood work a couple of weeks ago and my doctor orders a whole panel of stuff. I don't even know what half this crap means. And she, she gets on the phone with me. She's like, wow, gosh, everything's just looking fantastic. I mean, your cholesterol is way down. Your sheer blood sugar is like all the way down. You're this, that, this other thing is that we were really worried about, which I didn't even know what we were worried about because I don't even know what it was. She's like, oh, doctor sounds like she's hyped up on something. That's not an, (laughs) that's not an issue anymore. And well, she's, I pay her by the hour. So she talks fast. So anyway, so it was really good to know that I'm, my levels of things are really good really good well see that's that's and the that's other all benefit from, of weight yeah, loss besides exactly. what you well you eat better look like yeah you eat better because you can have 14 cucumbers in a day if you feel like it do you think this is something you will continue to do um here or will you get back on the pat gashman pie program <laughs> <laughs> the Pat Cashman Pie Program, the PPP. Yeah. I I I am going to be challenged when I start to travel again. I've been home for two and a half yeah, months. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so I, she said to me, "Well, you know, what we'll do is we'll get we'll hire a nutritionist when you're back, which probably won't be for another couple months, so that you can at least maintain, you know, what you're doing and." 
But it's interesting. I'm learning to really love foods that I had never. I was always about convenience. I hate. I hate yeah. to say it, but please, please tell me that among the foods you've learned to love is not kale. See, you and I have always had an issue there. I've I've yeah. always thought kale was fine. I don't know why you hate it so much. Oh <laughs> my god! To you. It's just god. It's, it's not. It is like it's like eating a, a human waste. It's oh, awful. It is not. It's just my the worst. God, you're so dramatic. Just it's just not. because it's a plant. Oh, let's eat it because it's a plant, <laughs> and plants are supposed to be healthy. There's lots of good plants to eat. Kale sucks would you eat a dandelion have you eaten uh, a dandelion i've drinking i've drunken <laughs> a dandelion wine oh i didn't know that okay no i've never had that dandelion no yeah apparently those are supposed to be good fruit i won't mind trying that Oh, okay. Let's just go ahead and try it, well, and then we'll find out later it's poisonous. No, dandelions are edible, ding-dong. They are totally edible. You can eat dandelions. Ding-dong. Ooh, ding-dong. That, that headed me in another direction. That would go so good right now. With pie. If, dan if dandelions had, <laughs> if had cream filling, I would eat one. Hello there, young man. It's King Ding-dong. King who? Ding-dong. Don't you see him? No. But the husk is ding-dong. To kids, I'm just as real as the good taste of that chocolatey icing and creamy filling. Try one, Mom. Now do you see him? I think so, Jimmy. Hostess ding-dongs, fruit pies and Twinkies. With Hostess, tasting is believing. If you could make a ding-dong pie, would you? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I've always had a just terrible sweet tooth. I know. I know. Here, here's I the other... That's the hardest part for me right now is I am not... Um, I'll tell you what I'm... Uh, there's a product called Skinny Cow ice cream yeah. products. Yeah, which I've are, seen it. They're not half bad. And when I do get that sweet tooth, I'll, I'll just use some of my points to have one of those after dinner. Yeah. No, they're, they're good. Bad. They're good. Here's the other component, though, to a diet is... is uh, is uh, physical activity. Uh, yeah. Did your doctor talk to you about that? You should. Yeah. You don't have to jog, but you should go yeah. out for long walks. Yeah. Quick walks. Yeah. That's, that's what keeps me in check. Yeah. I, I don't eat well, but at least I exercise every day. Yeah. That's a little problem for me. Why? <laughs> because I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm so freaking lazy. Now, here's what I did all week because we had beautiful weather here in Seattle. And I had taken the week off from work. So I went out in my garden and I rolled rocks around and lifted big heavy bags of that's soil. Good. And that's, that's good sort stuff. of my exercise. But okay. yeah, walking's wrong with that. Boor it's boring to me. How do you? It is. It is so boring. When you're out running and doing your thing, What? Yeah. how do you not get bored out of your head? I have to have headphones on listening to podcasts or uh, talk shows or something. Some people like to listen to music, but music makes it. Hold uh, on, hold on. Let me. Okay. Hey! See? Every, oh. Hold on. Hey! Hey! If you're hey. just joining us, we're talking about. 
exercise. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I When I was traveling, I tried to get on the treadmill every day, and they'd have a big TV right there, right? So you'd think, oh, yeah, how yeah. hard can that be? I'll just get on the treadmill, and yeah. I'll just watch a TV show. Sure. It's It made the TV show boring. Me walking made the TV show boring. Hmm, I can't. I, 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 I kind of get that. Yeah. I, I I just it's boring to me. So I don't know what to do about that little component. Well, You're right my, though. You're supposed I, to have I, some exercise. I, I've been listening to uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Yes. Uh, and it's yes. so it's so funny sometimes <laughs> that I can't run. I have to stop and I'm doubled <laughs> over laughing. So I got to find something that doesn't make me. Uh, quite uh is you know it doesn't engage me quite that much you so, should listen to our podcast then just i know that play, that'd be perfect play that uh yeah you're right about that okay well i think it's time to wrap this uh baby up with a bow and time for a joke okay and uh that dog needs to be i'm sorry i think that dog needs to be put down <laughs> Oh, don't worry. That's exactly what I'm going to do as soon as we're done here. Okay. Toast. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Mort knew he was probably oversensitive about the problem, but the fact was that Mort's eyes bulged. He had bulging eyes. So Mort went to doctor after doctor. None of them seemed to know of any treatment. So he looked up eye bulging in the yellow pages, and sure enough, a doctor was listed, and a few days later, Mort found himself sitting on a vinyl couch in a CD waiting room. He was kind of nervous. A what waiting only... room? Uh, a CD waiting room. Oh, was... I thought you meant like a CD, like a like a compact disc. So that no, no, threw no. me. So yeah, C D S E E D Y, like a like a kind of a That's yeah, an adjective. C run down. Yeah. Kind exact. of God. Yes, you've been in waiting rooms like that. C D. Oh, oh yes. <clears throat> so okay. he's kinda of nervous about I bet. Being the only patient there. He kept reminding himself how rare his condition was, and that's why there's nobody else in the waiting room. And that the doctor that he's gonna see is a specialist after all. So finally, he's admitted to the doctor's office, and he was examined. And then the doctor leaned back, and, and forgive me for saying this, but he leaned back and he informed him that there was a remedy for his bul oh, no. <laughs> for his bulging eyes. Where are but you going with this? But it was not an easy remedy, Lisa. Oh no, I know where it's going to start. What do I you know. think? It's going to start with his, his hiney, with his butt. No, it's worse than that. Oh! <laughs> Nothing could be worse than having a procedure on your butt. Nothing. He said, the doctor said, and forgive me, podcast listeners, uh -oh. but I can't, uh, I can't sugarcoat this. He okay. said, I must cut <laughs> your balls off. <laughs> So, you are so, right. There is something worse than... Yeah. Oh, so, my God. So, what do you think Mort's eyes did when the doctor told him that? <laughs> they, <laughs> they bulged even more as he headed for the door. Oh, my but then God. But he, then he went home, and he thought about it for a few weeks, and he said, you know, my bulging eyes are what's keeping me from getting girlfriends in the first place. So, he decided... I'm going to go ahead with this operation. 
So he returned to the doctor for the operation, and sure enough, his <laughs> after the operation, and you getting you know, you know what cut off, yeah. his eyeballs sunk back into their sockets. Wow! Most most agreeably, in fact, he looked not only normal but he was actually kind of handsome, mm. and so he was delighted, and he thanked the doctor profusely. And he decided, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a new suit of clothes. I'm so excited. And so he goes to a tailor and he said, you know what? I'd like a charcoal gray pinstripe suit, medium lapel, no cuffs. And the tailor says, well, that's fine. Why don't you come back on Tuesday? Well, aren't you going to measure me? No, no, no. I, I've been through this. Over 30 years, and I could tell your size just by looking at you. Well, that's impossible, says Mort. A uh, size 42 jacket, right? Well, yeah, you're right. That's amazing. A uh, 32-inch inseam, am I right? Mort is thunderstruck. Yeah. A uh, 36-inch waist? Again, Mort nods. This guy is nailing it. Mm-hmm. And you wear size 40 underwear, correct? Oh, no, no, you're wrong there. You're wrong there, buddy boy. I wear 34, not 40. Listen, you can't fool me, said the tailor. Don't even try to put one over on me. I'm telling you, I wear size 34 underwear. I don't wear size 40 underwear. Well, you can't wear size 34 underwear, said the tailor. Because if you did, your eyes would bulge out of their sockets. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> when they begin the beginning, it brings back the sound of music so tender. It brings back a night of tropical splendor. Brings back a memory evergreen. I'm with you once more under the stars and down by the shore, and orchestras playing, and even the
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.